from Smashing the Plateau, I'm David Schreiner-Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a late career job loss. Oh my God, I will never work again. (laughs) Today on episode 22 of Going Solo, I'm speaking with Jana Mooney. After losing her corporate job, Jana did work again. She became a successful employee in an HR consulting firm, and now Jana is one of the owners of that business. Listen as Jana describes how she navigated two very successful transitions that put her in the driver's seat of the company in which she is one of the principals. If you're trying to build your own business after elite career job loss and want to make more money faster with fewer mistakes along the way, Sign up for a complimentary Going Solo action planning session now. Go to goingsoloplan.com. That's goingsoloplan.com. Now let's welcome Jana Mooney. Jana is a certified HR professional with over 25 years of experience as a generalist business partner and HR leader. She works mainly with small to mid-sized international technology companies. Jana, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Jana, you transitioned from a corporate job to a job as an HR consultant, not as uh, someone running your own consultancy. So you didn't go solo. Why did you follow that particular path? Fear. It was absolutely fear. I was, on the one hand, not confident in my abilities as an HR consultant, and I needed to practice. And on the other hand, I, I was single. I live in Silicon Valley and I have a big mortgage and I just didn't feel like I had a personal safety net that was strong enough for me. So my ideal was definitely to be a consultant for someone else. And how did you, how'd you feel about it once you did that? The great part was that on the consulting side, on the content of my job, it turned out I'm really good at it and it, it's a really natural and great fit for my, my skills and I found it deeply satisfying. I'm very proud of the fact that my first consulting client 10 years and two months ago is my client to this day. I had breakfast with her this morning. So that part was great. Congratulations. That that's so awesome to hear. Thank you. Thank you. And I also, like in my business, which I started, I did go solo. I started my own consulting business in 2006 after close to three decades as an employee. And I totally relate to the the issue of fear. Mm -hmm. Certainly if I hadn't been pushed out of my job, I probably (laughs) never would have opened up my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in hindsight, of course, it's now 13 years later. So um, the fear is, is very different than it was in 2006, but I totally relate to that, that whole issue of, yes, there are bills to pay and there's a lifestyle to support, particularly when you do it sort of mid-career or, or the second half of your career like I did. So yeah, I, t- I totally relate to that. And yeah, unless you actually have to go out there and sell yourself, it's very different than working in a big organization where you don't have to sell yourself in the same way. You're, you're selling yourself for performance reviews, but it's not the same thing. It, it's absolutely not 
the same thing. It's been a long transition, but it's now that I have my own company, it's not the same thing. Uh, you know, I was pushed out, it, it, uh, like you, from the corporate world in 2009, which was a horrible uh, economy, and uh, was considering, you know, the prospect of going solo at that time. But the fear was was overwhelming. And then this opportunity came up where I got to be a consultant and be in-house and, you know, collect a paycheck. And I really liked the familiarity of a paycheck twice a month. It, did, it sort of didn't matter what the size of it was. It was just like someone else. It's someone else's safety net. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. John, how long were you in this sort of state of transition between having a job in a big company and having a job in a smaller consulting firm? It was almost five months, I think. It was uh, through the summer and into the early fall, I think, of 2009. The economy here was, was really rough. Finding any kind of job at that time was pretty difficult. And ultimately, it sort of became that everything seemed almost equally risky. So what the heck? Why don't I try something new? the consulting part of the job, of my work, while I take the risk of, you know, they could lay me off tomorrow or, or we could, the clients could dry up tomorrow or I could go to, to a firm that gets bought tomorrow. So what the heck? Right. So, so during those five months, what kinds of thoughts went through your head? I think probably the same as absolutely everybody who has lost a job in in their mid-career when they have obligations. The primary one that still that I remember now, 10 years later, is, oh my God, I will never work again. (laughs) Um, I just was... you know, you have those dark moments of I'll, I'll never work again. And yeah, that was that was the primary thought. But then there were times when it's like, wow, I really like this freedom. And when I first started consulting and I was working uh, 20, 25 hours a week, that was actually pretty sweet. I was busy enough and I liked that. Yeah. The, you know, it's interesting, the fear that you're never going to work again. Nobody is ever going to want what I have to offer, no matter how good I think I am. Yeah, that's, um, it, it's a pretty, pretty common fear. And, and you said, I have a client today that was my client 10 years ago. Yeah. Right. Which, yeah. which clearly means that you must be doing something well. Yes, exactly. I'm doing something well. I have a good relationship with with her, with the businesses, because she's um, she's moved to a different organization. Uh, so yes, that that was really affirming. And how long was it until you felt like you had reached some kind of stability? Um, who said I had? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I do. I think it was probably a year, about a year maybe 14 months, the economy improved, which just, you know, helped a lot. You didn't, 
we didn't walk around with the feeling here that things were just so, so dismal. And when was the other shoe going to fall? And I, it took about a year to develop maybe five or eight different client companies. And I was confident that the tools in my toolkit, I could use, use them all well at different times for different organizations. So yeah, maybe a year and a half. Yeah, which is pretty common. Yeah. Pretty common. So let's let's move forward. So now you are a principal in a firm, mm-hmm. right? Which is not the firm that you got a, a job in as a right. an HR consultant. Right. So what what was that next transition? The next transition was that I worked for a, a firm that did sort of HR consulting as a, what they called a value-added business. It was sort of on the side. It wasn't the the main way that that firm made its money. And in some ways that meant we didn't have a lot of pressure, but in other ways it was like, we didn't really get to, to grow a consulting practice. I was starting to get a little itchy feet and so was my then boss. And she was starting to work just part-time and had moved out of the Bay Area, four hours north of the Bay Area, because we can work remotely. And both of us then started to say, what would a future look like? What, what might we do differently? What do we want to be? And that, over several months, turned into purchasing our HR consulting practice from our former employer and starting our own business and having employees. And how does it feel now? Oh, it feels wonderful. It it was the best move uh, I ever I made in my career. It's been the best thing it, for my life, the balance and the freedom. It's it's wonderful. I do have to address one important point, which was that I, although I had been thinking about what would it be like to be on my own, I got married in 2017. And that relieved that sense of I'm in this alone. So that was was a really nice thing to have. And the Affordable Care Act made a difference in the whole thought process. It enabled my now business partner to have know that that she and her husband, who are who's retired, will have health insurance. It it did make a huge difference for us. Yeah, that that's actually an important thing to hear. Yeah, in two thousand nine. You know, I, I was definitely getting encouragement from my friends like, why not do it now? You know, is there really going to be a better time? And, you know, so forth. I think we all might have heard that. You, many people may remember that COBRA was available. And if we had gotten laid off, our COBRA uh, premiums were subsidized for some time. And that certainly helped. But Cobra could go away. Well, Cobra does go away. Health insurance could go away. And for me, that was just a scary thing because everybody gets older and healthcare costs get more expensive. So 
you know, the Affordable Care Act came along nine years ago now, but it, it made a huge difference in my, my feeling of flexibility uh, about going out, starting a company and yeah. going out on my own. Yeah. So, so thanks for sharing that. I'd love to actually do a little deeper dive on the way you did end up being in your own business with a partner, mm-hmm. which is you bought something. Yeah. And you, you, not only did you buy something, you bought something that you already knew because you worked there. Right. And in particular, for folks that are high achievers, well-qualified professionals, one of the options, if you do decide to go solo, either because it's a choice you're making on your own or because <laughs> you're getting pushed out of, out, of, out of a job and you decide that your next step is going to be running your own business. One of the options is you could buy an existing business as opposed to trying to start a consulting company, be a coach, be some kind of um, independent professional service provider. And mm-hmm. that, is, that is definitely an option that people do look at and, and many people do. And, and some people buy businesses that are totally unrelated to what they did before. You, in fact, are running a business and you own a business that is what you were doing before. So I'd love to hear your thoughts about making that choice, how you made it, why you made it, et cetera. Um, it, was, it was interesting. A lot of how it came about was as Lisa, my partner, and I started to talk about our future and what would we do, we believed that clients might be willing to to come with us, particularly when we realized that as consultants, they were attached to us personally more than they were attached to the company that we came from, just because we were the, the people providing the, the service. We would definitely have started Afogato HR Consulting without purchasing any of our clients or our intellectual property. That was the decision that we had already made. But the benefit to us of of the purchase was that all those years of IP that we had created, all of our contacts, we, we got to keep all of that and we got to tell a really nice story of, of evolution from our old company to our new company and our good relationship. Mm, yeah, that's important to note. It now, was a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So, you know, given the fact that you are, are in the HR business, what are some of the trends that you're seeing, particularly with regards to highly skilled professionals in the second half of their career needing to make some kind of major change in the way they work? Oh, there, there are a lot. I think one of the trends is that technology is a tool that will affect so many of us. I mean, in HR, we see it where there's a lot more uh, HR and payroll uh, systems that are appropriate for small companies that that didn't used to be there. So highly skilled professionals need to be very aware, I think, of, of some of these technologies. I think then the other big 
trend. I'm I'm in California, and you know California is a great place to be an employee, and it's a tough place to run a business, <laughs> at which I now have a much deeper appreciation of because I run a business. But one of the big trends that uh, we're really feeling in California now is that independent contractors, consultants, much more difficult to properly classify a worker as an independent contractor. And that used to be a really common route that people would take as they transitioned from, you know, the corporate grind, the the 80-hour work week always on, to something a little bit easier or more under their control. So I think that trend is a big deal. I advise my clients, hire them as employees and be flexible about your employment practices. So that's a change too, is that the trend is, I think, towards some more flexible employment practices. And is there any other advice that you think people in the second half of their career really need to hear about, um, you know, in addition to watching what's going on with, with technology, because it can, it can affect your job. Anything else that you think may make a transition to self-employment of some sort easier? Yes. I think it's about setting your limits, your boundaries, and respecting them making sure that if you decide that what you want in the second half of your career is only to work with a certain profile of company or client or project or to work a certain number of hours a week or to charge no less than X dollars uh, an hour or a project, do it. Really, really stick to it. That's great advice. So, Jana, in in your current business, mm-hmm. who's your ideal client? It's pretty typically small to mid-sized companies. Because we're in Silicon Valley, very often they're technology companies, but not always. I have a lot of nonprofit clients also. They're typically clients who don't have a professional HR presence, but they have a respect for the HR profession. So they know they want to treat their people well. They know they want to be compliant. They also know they don't need someone who is on staff full-time focusing on that. Uh, And it's, they realize that the ideal client knows that it's not something on the side, that HR is part of what you live and breathe and do all day, and that it's the executive's responsibility. Mm. To what, what kinds of problems do you solve for your clients? They run the gamut from um, how do I staff my organization? You know, I have a budget of X and I feel like I need all these jobs done. How, how do we create jobs that are going to be interesting? to people, to how do I navigate through a whole bunch of uh, compliance issues? Again, we're in California, so that's a whole whole piece of it. To how do I help my board of directors understand what assistance I, as an executive director, 
of a nonprofit need from them? And what do I expect that I get to do by myself? So huge, really a wide variety. uh, Wow. Doesn't sound boring. Mm -mm. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm deeply grateful that I have not had a boring day in months. (laughs) (laughs) Jonna, if somebody wants to go deeper with anything you said today or get in touch with you, where would they go? They would go to our website, three W's, affogatohr.com. And affogato is A-F-F-O-G-A-T-O. Great. Well, Jonna, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on Going Solo and share your experiences and also your insights in, in what you're currently doing now. My guest today has been Jonna Mooney, the principal of Affogato HR Consulting. Thank you again, Jonna, for joining us. Thank you so much, David. When you visit the Going Solo website at smashingtheplateau.com slash going solo, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mention on the show. Today, we learned how Jana dealt with fear following the loss of her corporate job and the benefits of buying a business versus starting one. If you are trying to build your own business after a late career job loss and want to make more money faster with fewer mistakes along the way, sign up for a complimentary Going Solo action planning session now. Go to goingsoloplan.com. That's goingsoloplan.com. Please share this episode with friends and colleagues to help them learn how to build a successful business after a late career job loss. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.